0: I go to that and I get anxious and yeah. ironically, the work that you do is about bringing people joy, not anxiety. Hello, listeners. Thanks for tuning in to SOS, a live call in help show with me, your host, Sonia Rasula, founder of Unique Markets. Each week I answer some of the most pressing questions from entrepreneurs, small business owners and creatives. So get ready for real talk and tangible advice as I answer questions from business owners around the world. Plus, this season, you can watch each episode on YouTube, where you'll be able to see me break down guests' websites, branding, social media, and more. And it's all live. Hashtag awkward. Also, shout out to our partner Constant Contact for supporting small business, including ours, and presenting this season of the podcast. The reason this podcast exists is because the fact is most businesses will not make it to five years. I've had multiple businesses for over a decade now, and I really want to make sure that you have long-term success. I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I made. So tune in weekly as I help business owners face their shit. Today's guest is Trisha Huffman, whose company is Your Joyologist. A speaker, writer, and life coach, Trisha created Your Joyologist, an affirmation-based product line with the mission to inspire and empower people. But she's at a crossroads because she's not sure what products to move forward with. However, yourjoyologist.com isn't about the products. It's about her and her coaching work, which is pretty confusing to the average person. Listen as I analyze her not one, but two websites and get her to dig deep and self-reflect on the motivation behind the products that she makes.
1: Hi, I'm Trisha Huffman. My brand name is Your Joyologist. Uh, And I like to say that it's not just a product line, but a mission to inspire you to claim your joy, your worth, your value, your feelings of enoughness for yourself
0: and to own who you are. I'm curious, when did you start?
1: So... My brand was built as your geologist for a couple years before I launched my first product. And that was, I ran a Kickstarter in the summer of 2014 Okay. for um, my Own Your Awesome Affirmation deck.
0: Okay, cool. So you've been selling products for over five years now. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> it doesn't, it seems like a long time, but also like, wow, it's been five years,
0: almost yep. six. <laughs> I know I know it's being a business owner is interesting because you're like time flies by, and then it's also like stand still first of all, I love what you do, and I love your mission, and I think it's really important for more and more people to realize um you know not just like embrace who they are and choose joy over like anxiety or fear or you know, all of those things that people could easily look to. But I think what you're doing, both in your work and your product line, because they are two very different things, I think it's really important. And so hopefully I'm going to be able to help you reach more people by the end of this call.
1: (laughs) Thank you. I hope so too. Because yeah, I mean, it all came from me like realizing we're always looking outside of ourselves. For the answers, for joy, for this, if I get this job, whatever. And it's like, you're not, we can't find it outside of ourselves. If we keep looking out, once I have this, do this, be this, then I'll feel, once I get out of my house, then everything will be okay. We're still going to have struggles. And so like, that's the point is
0: always bring it back to you. Absolutely. So let's bring it back to you. (laughs) (laughs) To me. (laughs) We've looked at everything that you do. We've analyzed your website. I've looked at your social media, your... Original question was about needing help with your product line. And so I'm really excited to be able to help you with that. I do think that there's a larger conversation here um, because as a consumer, when I went onto your website and your social media, it's very confusing because of the two different businesses that you have, right? You consult you educate, and then you actually sell products. And those are two very different things. And I don't think that the way that you're communicating on your website, I don't think it makes it easy for a consumer, number one. Number two, it almost seems like the shop is hidden. And if you're hoping to make your income rise because of the product line, then we're definitely going to have to address that. So I don't know, like currently, how do you make your money? Is there, is there like an even split between your consulting work and your product line?
1: Well, and it depends, and it's gone. uh, You know, it's changed throughout the years. When I, you know, like I said, I first was doing like touring with artists and coaching people, and then I decided products, and I got pregnant with my first kid, and I was like, "That's it. I'm just doing pregnancy. And every unique that I did, I was either pregnant or even one time had my breastfeeding a baby with me, and I was like, "I'm only going to do products." And then as the kids got older, and I realized I missed talking to people and working with people. And now I'm writing my first book even, and I have a podcast now and I have a YouTube series. So it sort of has evolved over the years where like there had been years where I'm like products, 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 and learning about trade shows and wholesale. And then the last couple years, it's kind of been an afterthought. Mm. One reason is because I love products, but also, you know, that my biggest struggle has been sort of products are great to have as a mom and be stay at home and I can answer emails and ship orders in my own time. I can hire people to ship the orders and do things for me easily, but choosing what to invest in because you have to pay for products up front and then hope that they sell well. (laughs) So, so in that, so that has been going back and forth. Honestly, right now with the COVID times, uh, I've been making most of my income on products Mm -hmm. because I haven't, I have limited time because I have two toddlers home. And also I'm putting my most brain time on writing my first book. So it's like amazing that I have products to offer. And so I have been sort of leaning more on pushing those right now. Yeah. So now my website up to last year was yep. actually just, well, so it went back and forth too. My website was my coaching business. And then I started a Shopify site when I started the shop yep. yes. shop, <laughs> shop.yourdwells.com. Shop. And then I went a year where it was the entire site was only, was my shop. Like, yourdwells.com okay. went there. And so then this past year, got it. to be an author, my literary agent needed to see me doing all these different things. But yeah, it is sort of a small thing. Yes. But then the shop, and yeah, and then, the sh- and then it goes to the Shopify site, which is its own thing.
0: Okay, that makes so much sense to me and everyone right now in the room um, getting that background. So, okay, so here's my question then. Does the publisher need you, like, are they standing firm in that yourjoyologist.com needs to be you?
1: Well, so that's the thing. So I uh, am currently working with a literary agent about to send the proposal out to publishers. So she wants. It got it me to look like, well, who is Trisha Huffman that has a book? So we need to go to yourjobs.com and see all of the things that she does, not just products. When my website was just going to the products, she was like, I'm not interested in representing you.
0: Okay, lady. Got it. (gasps) This is interesting. So, okay. I'm gonna, I'm not going to give a shit about your literary agent (laughs) and give you a bunch of feedback and, I think I'm keeping her in mind though. I am keeping her in mind. So here's the thing. It's very confusing right now. Like when we, when we first got, you know, all the submissions, so many people applied to be on the second season of SOS, we were going through and instantly Daniel was like, Oh my God, I love your joyologist, you know? And like, we went to the website and both of us though, were like, what is going on here? It's, it's like, It's a lot of different things, which makes it hard for the consumer to understand what it is that you do. And the thing is, I talked about this last season, you only have, like you have less than two seconds to make your impression. So people are gonna click on a link somehow that they found or they're gonna type in yourjoyologist.com and they're only giving you two seconds before they click away. So if products are what's, floating your, your income and helping you make a living right now. And potentially in the future, especially as some, as a mom of two young kids, like I see products being where you should go, but you have to have that be the number one thing people see then when they go to your website. Um, keeping in mind that you're trying to get a book deal is interesting, but there's no reason why all of those pieces of the puzzle cannot be on that site. So here's what I'm going to suggest. First of all, obviously you want to use your URL. You want everything to be funneling to your What you now need to do is integrate your Shopify website, onto that website because having the two looks very strange. So you can see yourself now, right? (laughs) Yeah. But look, I even have the shop products right there. (laughs) You do, but I would never have, I it's, it's so hard. I would never have even like noticed those buttons. Like I get it, but the, the picture really is just you. And it's telling me about who you are. And then like, maybe if I stayed, but two seconds is really quick right? Maybe if I stayed and I scrolled, I would see the shop products. Um, Depending on how much of your following is using mobile, but like for unique markets, 40% if... And it varies between 40 and 50% are on their phones viewing our website now, which means you have to look at what your website, this homepage looks like on your phone. And I guarantee you it's, it's smaller, it's harder to read, and the shop products may be Mm -hmm. under the, the scrolling line. So that's one piece of advice is like, look at it on different types, tablets, desktops, phones. But I think my biggest thing here and where I could, where I can really give you the most value is yes, talking about the fact that your website navigation and site architecture are not serving you right now. So what I mean by that, and everyone who's you know watching this on YouTube will can see what we're talking about for everyone listening to the podcast. Um, site navigation is obviously, it's the, the words at the top of the screen that take people to various landing pages. And so usually that's like about us, about me, shop, blog, things of that nature. So you have in your site navigation the very, very first thing is ask me. But my guess is, and correct me if I'm wrong, my guess is that is like not the most important thing on your website.
1: Yeah, no, that was a thing that got added last, which is probably why I accidentally <laughs> just yeah put it first because it was a part I'm doing now for like podcast of yeah. ask me right in and I will support yeah. you, coach you. So
0: I like that that's, there and that that's a way for people to get advice and get valuable expertise from you. But that should be all the way on the right-hand side. And ironically, the shop button (laughs) is the one that's all the way to the right, even though that is the most important thing currently and in the future, I believe, because it's what actually makes you money.
1: That's funny. Like, I think that I did it backwards of you though, that in my mind, I was like the farthest right is where my eye goes. So I, like, I think I put shop there because I thought that it would get the most attention being on the end. Mm, okay. So, so I'm going backwards from you where I put the shop, out, my right? app, my podcast. Yeah. yeah. I w- I've been backwards. Maybe
0: you're dyslexic. Maybe that. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I am. I guess that's just how my mind works. <laughs> so most people, so it's proven people read left to right. The system, I guess that's true. Right? When you read in newspaper, <laughs> all the thin columns, it's all left to right. Yeah. So because that's been hammered mm-hmm. into our brains, that's how site navigation should go. So in your nav, your most important thing should be the the very first thing on the left and so on.
1: Got it. Yeah, I totally was in my <laughs> mind somehow thinking that it being that last thing that that's where the eye would go.
0: Nope. nope. <laughs> and I want to get people to that shop page. So, so... That's an easy fix. You now know to basically reverse your nav, which is great. Um, But the problem is when they click shop, what's going to happen is they're going to go off to a different website that's hosted by Shopify. Mm -hmm. And the problem with this, and this is why I'm bringing this up, the problem is that within that website, you then have a, a whole other direction. navigation, exactly. So you are just watering down and creating double work for yourself when everything could just be housed on one website. So what I want you to do is get your shop and integrate it onto your, your dryologist.com. And Shopify makes this easy to do. Like It's going to take a little bit of work, but not that much. So we need you to do that because... The navigation, the way it looks your main website looks so much better also visually. Thank you. Much more captivating than the basic templated Shopify shop website. So I would well, I didn't
1: know that Shopify allowed you to like that. Yeah, I'm
0: you should be able to so and again, it's it's probably like you may have to use a third party or you may have to use like a widget and it might be something that you might have to purchase. Maybe, maybe not.
1: Yeah. If you scroll down, you can see that I do have widgets from, Oh, podcast is first. See, so shop there,
0: right?
1: So I have widgets that are in there. And if you go to a blog page, I have widgets on the side too, for some certain podcasts, but yeah. So like, I don't know, like moving the whole, I guess. Yeah. So like moving each product, I guess, to its own page on this site with a widget, I guess is possible
0: yeah or or what you're doing is building out the shopify like you're rebuilding your shopify site and then just doing a redirect so when people type in yourgiologist.com, they're not seeing like the shop dot you know like they're not seeing the shopify url uh, yeah.
1: Well, it is still mine. If you go to, if you go to shop, it's shop.yourdwells.com. It's not, it doesn't show a Shopify site.
0: Right. But I mean, the fact that, it's that it switches. Top, yeah. It switches. And so it's like, yeah, you're giving yourself, cause you're putting in, you're importing all of these products on the homepage, right? Yeah. So instead everything should be integrated and that's going to save you time in the long run. And it, I mean, in the future it's really going to save you time because the whole thing is we're going to start to have you concentrate on products. And so you're eventually going to have more products and put more time and energy into the shop aspect of your website. And so you're going to want to make sure that those are integrated for sure. Cause right now you're having to manage both. Doesn't make sense. Um, and then the other interesting... Well,
1: it's just still, I mean, even if I have the widgets and everything over there, then the checkout, to have that, that that secure checkout and like all the perks that Shopify offers, they would still end up going over to Shopify to check out and everything.
0: Okay, so what, sorry. So what I'm saying is you should use your, so like the way that yourjoyologist.com looks, right? Like the nav, um, yeah. the way that you've presented it, you should be you should be adding that stuff to your Shopify website.
1: Oh, got it. So yeah. instead of, yeah, I chose a nicer template off Shopify, but it would behoove me to totally design the Shopify site to yeah. match this and that, yeah. So the menus are the same, they all the exact same and feel where I was like, well, I have the same colors and it's right. somewhat the same, but yes, it's still totally different.
0: <laughs> it's like, and it it looks like, a shop page, which is fine. But so in the future, um, you're going to start working on this right away. <laughs> and in the future, when I go to your what you're going to do is you're going to redirect it. So it will push people to the Shopify website. But like I said, visually, it's going to look more like the your dryologist. So on the home page, oh. you want it to look like Yes, you want products being, I believe, the first thing that people should see, but it shouldn't look so much like a templated product page where it's like thumbnails of products, like the way your homepage looks now, where it's like a photo of you and it's a big, what I call like, it's a, it's a beauty shot, but the beauty shot should be an amazing, beautiful photo of one of your products. It should definitely be product related. Um. Okay, so now that we know you're going to transfer, like the about information, the work with me page, all of that can can be on Shopify. Like, yeah, I, it used to
1: be. Again, I switched it back last year because that is the hard thing. Like, I want my products to grow, but I also am growing myself. Like, I'm putting myself there for public speaking, for the book, and more. So that's again where there's the struggle with. Which I, I needed this, you know, yeah. it felt like to have more about, hey, this is what I've done besides products. But yeah, I mean, I also yeah. want the products to have a bigger platform.
0: Yes. So it, you know what? It's like, what happened, my guess is that when, you know, you got that outside feedback of like, no, we need to make the website shine a light on you. And we need to establish you as an expert, right? That's probably the thinking. It's like, less about products and more about you. Yeah. You can do that. And it sounds like you were doing that previously. So you need to do that again, which sounds weird. I'm taking you to what you already did. Your gut instinct was correct. And you're right on. Like you, you still need all of that information, but it needs to still be on the exact same site that also your products are on. Mm. And it needs to look cohesive because it's, like the, it's the fact that they look so different And that there's two. To me, that's just like, A, it's confusing. B, that gets real tricky when you start to think about SEO and Google tracking because you have two totally separate websites. That's like not going to help you in the long run. So I think that amalgamating them into one website, much better, but you just have to add the you into it. It's less all about product all the time. And you need to also still be establishing yourself as an expert. And obviously you've done that with your navigation that you have, like you've got the about you have work with me, blog, podcast app, all of those elements are there. You just need to put them onto the shop website. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, one thing that I noticed (laughs) is that you have worked with some really great people. You have some really, really great clients. I don't know whether, you know, there's like a privacy thing. You don't want to, you know, mention them necessarily, but you do mention one specifically, and it's really hard to find that. So, you know, we If were- you scroll
1: down, there's a testimonial from them on the homepage.
0: <laughs> Hold on. I'm going back to the homepage now. So Ways to Work With Me, it's definitely there. Yeah. And it stands out there because it's in that black block. It's Oh, it wasn't. Huh. Interesting. Okay. So it's right. So So, yeah. Testimonials. There used to be a testimonials blurb on the homepage. I do love, and this is something that not enough businesses do. You have the logos of recognizable companies, which helps instantly tell people like, oh, okay, this is, people have written about this person. This like helps establish you as an expert, which I think is great. Um, Do you think that needs to be further up?
1: Yeah. So it it, it used to, oh, it's way, oh, it's way down there. Yeah. So if you scroll back to the first one. Yeah. So that's a very, very, very.
0: (laughs) So so I'm just going to woof. That's a lot. Here's, here's my feedback. Yes. Anything that helps a stranger who's never heard about you instantly know, oh, this is someone that I should pay attention to or, oh, I want to buy and support her by buying her products because look, Here's some great testimonials. Here are brands that have written about her or, or major press that she's gotten. That is pretty key. And so that does need to be higher up for sure. But I'm just going to throw this out there. Your homepage is like, it, I mean, look how long I'm scrolling. We're still going. We're still going. Your homepage is way too long. And like I said before, um, you know, you have two seconds to capture someone's attention. So hopefully, within the two seconds, they're going to see a beautiful life, a beautiful product photo of one of your products. That's going to key them in. They're going to scroll a little bit more, and then I believe that's when you hit them with like written about by boom these brand oh BuzzFeed that's a brand I know testimonials. You need to establish that credibility first that interests people enough to then scroll a little more. But the fact that you have all these different things, like get the app, watch me on YouTube. Here are some blog entries. uh, Then we're going to go into my thoughts page for share. There's so much stuff. (laughs) It's just confusing. And so I think that also adds the confusion when people go to your website. It's just like, wait, Okay, so she has an app, she has a podcast, she has a blog. She's also on YouTube. She wants me to buy products. I can also hire her to do coaching. I think that sometimes, you know, keeping it simple is the best thing. And that's why your navigation is so important, right? Your homepage is uh, like a newspaper. And, you know, I went to journalism school and in the newspaper business, you talk about above the fold, right? hmm Everyone sees only what's above the fold. They see the headlines, they see the main photo, and then you open it up to see the stuff on the bottom. Translating that same kind of, meth- like those methods to web is a little different. The bottom of the, of the front page of the newspaper is the navigation, right? What's above the fold has to be like a really great photo and headlines that pull people in. And then they use the navigation to get where they want to go. Does that make sense? Yeah. Being totally honest, like I go to that and I get anxious. And ironically, you, the work that you do is like, (laughs) is about bringing people joy, not anxiety. (sighs) Let's like, there's so many words. Also, I'm going to throw this out there. People, their attention spans are so terrible. And now with social media, we've like created even worse attention spans. So when you have large blocks of writing, mm-hmm. it, people just zone out. So, I think a really great home page for you is like a beauty shot of products. So, and that you know, so that people understand you have a store. And it's like, great, she sells products. I can see that I can click on shop, but I don't need to be fed like all the top products, like you know, right away. They can scroll, they can see that you do like right now, you use really big blocks edge to edge. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of information, but like you could potentially just have on the homepage, like six buttons below your beauty image. And those buttons are like more about me, my blog, my podcast, yeah. get advice. You know, it doesn't need to be this giant block with a description, it just needs to be beautiful buttons that you've designed. So it's still visually pleasing, but it's not like I have to scroll forever to see everything. And by then I'm intimidated. Yeah.
1: I'm seeing that now. Cause like, yeah, I have these blocks and I have a big heading and a picture and then the yep. description, like who cares nobody's going to read that description, Trisha.
0: So many people can't even do the graphic design to have like it. You have the GIF already there with the phone, the app in it. Like it looks beautiful. So that's all it needs to be. Get the app. You've got the image done. Yeah. So I think those things already just helping you analyze the totally. <laughs> site and the navigation are going to help you a lot. Now let's get back to your <laughs> main question, uh. which was the products. <laughs> because that, I want to help you grow that business. And now more than ever, it's so important for people to have like this passive income stream and direct to consumer. And so... I think, you know, blowing out your online store is the best way to do that. Let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor, Constant Contact. This program is brought to you by Constant Contact, the online marketing platform that makes it easy to build your brand online. Whatever your marketing goals, Constant Contact has the tools and guidance to help small businesses power through any challenge. Constant Contact can get your business online in no time with an intelligent website builder, logo maker, branded email templates, and social marketing tools just to name a few. Plus, they've got marketing experts who know your industry inside and out to help you if you get stuck. To get 30% off your first three months, visit www.constantcontact.com slash unique. That's Constantcontact.com slash unique. So tell me about your products. What would you say about them? <laughs>
1: um, I say a slightly sassy affirmation affirmation-based products. Um, yeah, I have a variety of phrases and some that feature like cuss words and different things to get you out of your mind, into your heart.
0: hmm They're mostly home and gift products. Mm-hmm. Um and how do you make the decision of what to make or what to create?
1: Yeah, so that has changed. And right now, you know, I used to only want to make things that I could also wholesale. So of course, that made it be a certain type of pricing. Um, and I, in the last year, finally was like started offering some more price, more products that were easier to make. Like right now, my best sellers are these insulated mugs and tumblers that I'm drinking out of yeah. and a local laser engraver engraves them. They're very costly for me to buy. So I can't wholesale them, but those have been doing great turnaround where like, uh, you know, and again, I can buy like a smaller number. I don't have to buy thousands at a time. So, but I have like journals that, um, I love and that sold out and I, in wholesale But to order more journals, I need to at least spend ten thousand dollars to get you know the right number of quantity and stuff. There's a lot more products and like paper goods. I would love to make more decks. So the first deck, first item I made with the Kickstarter is this um, fifty-two card deck. I I thought I would make several. You know, I had maybe three decks out by now of different types. Again, that's something I need a high caught a high amount of money in. So right now, like my laser engraved stuff that I can make locally is what I've been doing. Cause it's the easiest way to spend money and get it back quickly and not be like,
0: just spend 10 grand <laughs> When's that's going to come back to me. Right. Okay. So hmm, there's a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> so the, okay, let me tackle the first thing, which is Like, and this is funny because you're, I'm the reason why I'm asking this is because of the line of work that you are in. Like, when you think about creating products, what would actually bring you the most joy? Like, what do you truly love making? Don't think about the money that it takes, or, you know, just think about like, what do you actually enjoy?
1: Well, I enjoy making products that I myself like want to have and want to use myself where it's like, I am my, I, you know, like, I know some people tell you not to make yourself the ideal customer, No, but a lot of times that works
0: for me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know you best. Um, so would those be like the decks of cards and the journal, like the things that you mentioned? Yeah. I mean, I
1: do. I'm so glad I did say yes to making the insulated tumblers, even though I was like, oh, I can't wholesale these. And they seem like they're pricey um, because I now use them every day. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I would love to make uh, more decks. Um, I really have been thinking of this where it's sort of a journal, but it's also sort of a, a planner but not to sort of like, you know, a daily, like it wouldn't be dated, but just even like a format I use for myself where it's like the top three, I am. So write in your own informations, top three tasks for the day. I am grateful for these things at the end of the day. I acknowledge myself for this. Like I've been working with a template of that. And I want to have that inside of a journal where it says the same thing every day.
0: I love that. Okay. So that's what I really fucking excuse
1: me can I make
0: yeah, <laughs> I first, I
1: want to make. <laughs> that's what I this know. year I would so I so like really want to make that happen this year and I'm but it's and I I'm going to but it's like that's a the paper products and because I can reorder some other journals I have a good local printer but it's okay. a big investment and I don't know that might be something that everybody loves that could be something that just Trisha Huffman loves and she has about hundreds of
0: them in, in her garage okay No, so I'm going to, so I'm going to give you some advice here, which is that like you have to believe in yourself and in what you're making. Otherwise, what's the point? Right. And it's scary as a small business owner, all small business owners listening right now are in the same thing where they're like, but I have to give the money up front to then hopefully make it back later. Right. It's a scary thing, but you know, some people's version of scary, me and potentially you, is going to a nine to five job where you hate your life, right? <laughs> we all have different fears. So the thing is, you've already taken the step of working for yourself, creating a product line, having a website, now doing your first book. Like you've already done all of these things that the average person can't do because their fear already prevents them from doing it. So the money thing is to me, not a hurdle at all, but it's the thing that most people struggle with. Right. To me, it's like, are, are you not willing to invest $10,000 in yourself? Cause that's kind of what that says. It's like, I'm scared that no one's going to buy my product, which really comes down to, I'm scared. No one's going to feel like good about what I'm putting out into the world, but they are, you already, you already have proven sales, which is interesting. And you sold out. Let me also just <laughs> remind you, you sold out of the deck and you sold out of the journals, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I've, I've put several reorders in for the deck, but I have decks and stuff, but yeah, I've, I've put in yeah. several orders beyond that first Kickstarter, but some, they take a little bit you know, yeah. longer than I would like. And yeah, there were, and that's the thing too, there are certain styles. So that's, I think the fear is that when I first launched these wire bound journals that I, I love, um, two sayings sold really well, two sayings mm-hmm. sold slow. So I'm sold out of the other two and wholesalers and customers ask me when I'm coming ba- when they're coming back. And I still have two sitting on my shelf. So that I think is the fear. Whereas like uh, another, like on my keychains, I've been, I have the phrase, so fucking grateful. I think that would be great for a journal. But then again, I'm like, but what if this ends up being one of the ones that doesn't sell? Right. So it's sort of that thing where it's like the experience of, I thought these other ones were so awesome and they didn't sell, but these two did. So it is, but like the, yeah, the one that I'm imagining where it's this like more daily layout, yeah. I think, I, I feel like, and exactly it if I really get to the place where I have it dialed in and I'm so excited about, this is an awesome layout for your day. You need this people. I love it. Then it is. And I'm putting that money in and I'm going to believe in it so much then my energy behind it to promote it will be like it was with that Kickstarter. Cause geez, running
0: a Kickstarter. Yeah, no, I'm always like, like into
1: it. <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's like, you're constantly like, you got to believe in what you're doing. Cause for 30 days you are like <laughs> bagging people to, to believe in your product.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So here's what I'm going to say. And this actually ties into your literary agent, oddly enough. (laughs) So your current product line is great. It's just that, you know, there's a lot of other people doing exactly this. And it's not to say that there's not something unique about your products, because that's the whole thing. Every single one of us has like a unique perspective to bring you're not the only one engraving or screen printing on cups and glasses. And so currently those are doing well for you. So you should keep doing those. But when I look at your product lineup, to me, the thing that's going to separate you from all the other people doing like gift items and stationery is that you are a thought leader. That's how you need to think of yourself instead of being Uh, another product line that sells gifts and stationery. It's that you are your joyologist. You have a journal, one journal, this like the planner journal idea sounds so good to me. It's not dated. So it's evergreen. You can use it whenever you want. You can give it, you can buy it and then give it to people during the holidays. Like my mom is one of those women. She like buys gifts in like February, March, when she sees stuff, she puts them away and then like, Come November, she's like, I've got the perfect gift. So to me, having more decks and having like a journal that represents you and your work, that is what you should be selling. And at the beginning, it's going to be hard because the beginning, you're going to be used to just having the ease of like getting these cups that have been engraved and just like shipping and packing, shipping out, done, made a few dollars. But what's going to get you press in the media, what's going to help get you that book deal is having products that are absolutely only unique to you. And that to me is the deck and the journal. And maybe you, you know, it's hard to invest So I see the hesitance of being like, I don't want to create four covers because one of them might sell really well. And then I'm stuck with this stock. But my advice there is maybe do an Instagram poll, right? Start polling your audience. And I know someone really, really well. He has a brand called Johnny Cupcakes and, you know, he just does like these graphics, then he puts them on t-shirts and hats and, you know, He's really smart because what he does sometimes is he doesn't make the product. He sends out a newsletter, t- blasts his whole audience and following and says, you know, this is the, the drop that's coming. Like, get on the list. Or, you know, I'm going to be doing a new X, Y, and Z. Tell me which one you would purchase. And so people are telling him, and then he can already know based on, based on my audience. I know I should go with cover A, not cover B, because already that's the one that they voted for. Or you go with um, presale, which is another great way to do it. So, And he talked to me a lot about that. He relies on presale too. So you're taking the orders ahead of time to fulfill, but you're getting money already. So it's not your investment if that makes it a little safer. Yeah,
1: I've done both of those before. And especially even with insulated mugs, cause that was easy. Like, and that it's someone local that I do, I'll put in a pre-order or a pre-sale and it's like, oh, only a couple people wanted this. So I'll just order that many or whatever. Cause that's yeah. easy. And the polls I've done too. And sometimes, you know, you never know. People will vote on the polls and then you go to sell something. And it's like, where are all those people that wanted that? <laughs> Yeah, But I think it's still good and useful for even like getting the temperature of, you know, of getting it. So even if those people don't buy, you're at least like, does this get people excited or not? Like, so, and, and then that can get you more into, yeah. And, and definitely what you're talking about of the decks and that daily journal thing, like that's even in the last year or so I have moments of, will I continue doing products because of mm-hmm. the, like the spending money to make them? And, and I've felt like, I don't think I could ever let go of my deck, you know, that I would still go into reprint. And I, and I would think like, if I were to keep making products and I think that I'm going to have to just make the products I really, really want to make. And so then I only maybe have a handful, like maybe I have five products. But it was something that I poured yeah. my whole self into. Like, so it's these decks and this, like, you know, daily journal or a workbook maybe to come or something like that. Because that's also things I was thinking of. Once I get a deal, maybe I can work with them on the publisher. You know, which I don't know if I'll continue to self-create items or that possibility of that. But those were sort of things that, like, when I think will I continue to make products, it's funny that the riskier items are the ones that I feel like. Well, those I wouldn't
0: think. <laughs> Right. I mean, because they're more personal to me. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I think that would come through too. Like, as a customer, I think that if I go to your website and I see something that matches what you're doing more, as opposed to, um, you know, not to downgrade all of the products, but it's like, you know, it's like quotes on items that haven't been made by you truly. Not that you're like making the journals either, but there is energy and thought that went into journals and the deck. And like, oh, and I know, All the products
1: are my own phrases though. I mean, let that take is yeah. as a kind of common one, but they, it's not like I'm just taking inspirational quotes and putting them. No, on the
0: of back. course not. But there's, 5 million people out there doing the exact same thing, but are there 5 million people out there who have the aptitude and the knowledge and the expertise to create a deck? Don't think so. Do you know what I mean? Like that is the thing that makes you unique. It's, it's crazy to me that this hasn't like, it's crazy to me that the literary agent didn't say like, you should be focusing on those things because they make you a thought leader. And the thought leader thing is what's going to get you the book deal. Right? Like, I know someone who is a doctor. She ha- It's um, Dr. Deepika Chopra. Yeah. She lives in Los Angeles. Do you, are you familiar with her work? Yeah, I know Deepika. And so, you know, her deck, she created that deck a year ago, but it's gotten so much renewed press attention in the last two months, and it's gotten her on a number of major network morning shows within the last month. That's pretty much the only product that she has, yeah. right? So if you if that's an example for you it's like you may only have like you may have a line of housewares right and that may be cups and the keychains and some cards but then it's like really your main product that you're pushing and that you became that you become known for should be the stuff that really really is truly truly all about you yeah, that's yeah. going to separate you from everyone else who's doing products. I mean, you know, cause we're unique markets. We see thousands and thousands of product lines every year. And, you know, at the end of the day, anyone can put a quote on a cup and sell it, but you're the only one that can create a deck that like truly transforms people and helps them, you know, every day discover and a new thing and f- take the time to spend two minutes quiet or concentrating on a meditation. Like literally only a handful of people translate that into products. And that's what you should be doing. That's the power that you have. Thank you. I know it's hard because it's like, but the cups are bringing me in money right now. And I
1: also like that's again, like though I made them cause I like it. Like I made the keychains cause I wanted to, you know, so it's like, again, like the products I'm making are still things that I wanted to make, but yeah, I think moving forward, that's going to be helpful when I am in these crossroads of, what am I, you know, what do I want to be putting yeah. my time and attention on? Oh, I could think of a new jur- mug sayings, or I could finally make the freaking daily journal thing yes. that I know I want to make. So like the, that and sort of describing thing.
0: describing that journal with like, <laughs> that's, that's active. It makes the consumer active, right? Yeah. They're, they're answering those three things every day or at the end of every day, writing an affirmation. Like that is really interesting. Like when you were talking about it, like all these things were going off in my head being like, Oh my God, this is the product. This is the one. So I think I, you know, I'm going to follow my gut here and say that like so many other women for sure, including Lauren, who works for me, um, like she would be the first person to buy that journal. Like she'd be online. Like, so there's a lot of people that would want to buy that. And hopefully you know that. So I think, I hope that you do that. I hope that we hear back from you in three months and you're going to say, so I haven't finished it, but I started, you know, or I've finished it and now I'm starting the new deck. Like these are really interesting products to me. Thank you.
1: Yeah. I feel (laughs) confident I can release that, the, the daily, um, like check-in journal. That's the thing too. I have to think of what it's called and what the title would be. Cause all my other things are like, it's just the phrase on the front. So that feels harder for me, but also like the much as I need to take more time to be more intentional with it. And, um, yeah. but
0: I, well, I was going to say, you can also, you know, you've already polled your audiences, but you can also do like a focus group of trusted, Mm-hmm. close friends. I do that a lot. Like when I'm coming up, especially when I'm coming up with names, that's the hardest thing, right? Cause you're like, I think this one's really good. Oh, wait a minute. This one's also good. And then you show them to all of your friends and they're like, that one sucks. And you're like, oh, and it, you know, it's like, they all say that it sucked and you're like, oh shoot. Okay. So I feel like you could, you know, start an email chain with people that you respect their opinions and who might even be in this world and ask them like, okay, these are the three titles that I'm thinking, like, which one do you like?
1: Yeah. I was also thinking all the people that have been in my, my group coaching plan. Cause those are like people yeah. that have like known, you know, my work and are probably eager for stuff and like, which would they resonate? So like two different groups of people, like people that are more peers okay. and then the people that are like ready for more. But yeah, I feel confident by the end of 2020, these will be for sale on my store. You said it. So now it's out there. I'm not <laughs> I'm not confident, to be honest, that I'm going to switch my whole store to, to Shopify, though.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is the number... But this is the number... I, I swear to you, this is the number one thing that will help. It, I'm telling you, like, the only impression... You only have two seconds for that impression. And that's it. So yeah. you're going to increase your sales if you look at the two and figure out how to amalgamate them.
1: Yeah, no. So what I'm saying is I'm not 100% on board with jumping fully to Shopify, but I'm 1000% taking your feedback and I'm going to be going in and cleaning up my homepage and working to make those sites more singular. I'm just not sure when and if I will jump fully to Shopify because there are a lot of benefits to WordPress. And I, um, you know, so... But I'm a thousand percent taking all of your advice on the homepage and making them be more similar. I'm just not sure yeah. about moving everything to Shopify.
0: Okay. I'm gonna, then I'm going to give you this last piece of advice, <laughs> which is write down a list of the benefits of being on WordPress <laughs> and the potential benefits. Like, if the benefits are technology backed, it's stuff in the back end. Mm-hmm. I, guarantee you shopify hat i mean shopify is like one of the largest companies in the world at this point They're, they've since COVID 19 have like phew, upshot um it's just, i have that- 10 years of blogs
1: and stuff there and they do have a blog feeder and stuff like that there's just it does then get even trickier with the google words and all that stuff of like Cause I did, I moved it there for one for a year or so, and then moved it back. So again, I'm not totally saying I never will. And I'm totally on board with making them where It's just, (laughs) there is some stuff where,
0: (laughs) right. I'm also going to then say this now that I've heard (laughs) your answer, which is like, but there's 10 years worth of blogs. I'm going to throw out there that like probably no one, but you (laughs) feels the same way about the 10 years of blogs. (laughs) <laughs> and it's true. an emotional it is an emotional thing. I know. Look, the our business, Unique Markets, has been named everything from Unique Los Angeles to Unique LA to Unique USA and then Unique Markets. So in t- in 12 years we've rebranded four times. What a nightmare. So I went through the SEO thing, I went through the Google thing, I've gone through it all, but it's surprising how quickly that stuff picks back up and like all of those blog posts that we did, like, who cares? No one's going to, society is not like, people don't go back. People don't even look like, if you look at Instagram, people don't even look like 24 photos down, right? They get your profile and they literally look at those first 12 and are like, I'm following or I'm not. Like we've created the society. You should know how human nature works. So you know, can you save, like we did save things that were on our old website. We screenshotted, we actually archived the entire website. I did that because I was like, well, what if we want that, the about history copy, which, oh, I love this one section, right. how we wrote the history. <laughs> Have I ever gone back in the folders and looked at that stuff? No. <laughs> yeah. No, so it's an emotional decision. And I know you know that. Um, do I do. Know?
1: But <laughs> honestly, you're giving different, like, I think I've heard so many business, like people that tell you that's why you do have to keep it. So I don't even know if I care about like that. I think that I've been getting the advice for years that you have to, and like WordPress, you have to be and Shopify is like, people think that Shopify is bad unless you're just products and stuff. So I don't know. I'm, I'm willing to look into it, but yeah, a lot well, of people well, tell it's the
0: opposite. Right. It. Like, like I, I would just write a list for yourself. Like take the one hour, to write pros of having two different websites and cons, and then write the pros of having one website. (laughs) And we'll see what happens. Um, Okay. So we are out of time, but I'm super excited that I talked and I really want to be able to get an email from you that says, here's the journal. It's available for sale. (laughs) Give me some
1: time, but I did say end of 2020.
0: (laughs) I think it'll happen. I think it'll happen. And I'm excited for it to happen.
1: (laughs) I will send you one. Yay.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Today's top takeaways are number one, two seconds is all you've got. So you better make the most of it. You need to make sure that the homepage of your website is captivating and will capture their attention in literally just two seconds. Number two, make products that you're passionate about, not necessarily the ones that sell. I think this is a really important lesson for everyone listening. Products that come from your true passion, things that you are genuinely excited about, are the ones that you're going to be most excited about selling. So in the long run, you want to make things that you love and then sell those. Not things that are currently maybe making you dollars here and there. And number three, you can't spell unique without you. I know it sounds cheesy, but it's true, everyone. The product should be a reflection of all the things that make you unique. You want to make products that share your unique voice, your unique view in the world. So instead of making a product that you can just slap some text on or a logo on, try to make products that really truly represent what you are about and your unique perspective. If SOS has helped your business, I would love to hear from you. The best thing that you can do to help spread the word about this podcast is give us a five, once again, that's five star rating, and remember to leave a review. Honestly, that's probably the best way that more people will discover this great podcast. Also remember to tell your friends, follow me on Instagram at Sonia Rasula, that's S-O-N-J-A R-A-S-U-L-A, and you can follow my business at Unique Markets. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure to follow. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening.